Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of the Digest and Invest podcast. We do this quarterly, actually. We get um, Ben on to, to talk about the retail investor beat. So we'll go through that in a moment. I'll go, yeah, I've got my two special guests with me, Josh and Ben. Josh, how are you, first of all? Yeah, I'm doing good, Sam. I'm doing good. Thank you. But we won't talk about Arsenal beating Liverpool. That's it. The conversation's done. We don't need to talk about Arsenal beating Liverpool 3-2 and being top of the league. Moving on very quickly <clears> from <throat> Arsenal beating Liverpool. Ben, how are you? I wanted to ask you about Arsenal, actually. No. <laughs> uh, all good, all good. Thanks for having me back. Ridiculous. Josh is about to leave. Uh, well, look, so as I said, every three months we, we go through the Retail Investor Beat survey from the last quarter. But I guess before we get into it, for any new listeners, let, let's just discuss what, what is it? Can you, Ben, can you explain that for us? Where is it conducted and, and where were the respondents from? Yeah, I guess so. For those that have come in from another planet, uh, this is our global survey, uh, 10,000 uh, do-it-yourself investors in 13 countries. Uh, we carried it out um, at the end of September, so 16th to 28th, um, it's by third-party research companies, so, so not by us, um, and countries, Australia to the US and, and all the way across Europe. Um, you know, why? Really just to take the pulse of what is obviously an increasingly important but still remarkably misunderstood investor base, um, you know, what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they planning to do? Yeah, I think this comes at a really interesting time as well, uh, this data, you know, especially given sort of so much going on in markets. Um, so let's not hang around. Let's get straight into the report. Um, one of the main headlines uh, from the, the, the data is that confidence falls as inflation bites. So, Ben, how have we seen the trend of the retail investor let's say their confidence over the last 12 months and are there any diff differences between how people are feeling in different countries right now yeah so investor confidence is it's falling um confidence in their investments in their job security in in their living standards uh you know it's now at the lowest levels that we've seen since we started doing this you know survey you know over over a year ago um but frankly you know, who's surprised by that, right? Given the, the bear market that we've seen in equities, given the cost of living crisis, given the rising uh, you know, recession risk. So yeah, those numbers are coming down, but confidence is still pretty high. You know, 74% um, of that of the global survey are confident in their job security. I mean, this really rhymes with, you know, these pretty tight labor markets we have globally. You know, 64% confident in their investment portfolios, 54% confident in you know in in their living standards still pretty you know reasonably resilient numbers but when it comes to how much people are investing as well has that changed much or you know and also does it vary between you know male and and, and female or age so yeah uh, so men are generally more confident than women <laughs> rightly or wrongly uh the young are also more confident than the old um you know, this may simply reflect, you know, the, the longer investment horizons, right? Um, so I think 73% of 18 to 34-year-olds uh, um, are confident in their investments. But this falls to, um, you know, this falls into the sort of 50% range for, you know, those sort of oldest cohort, cohorts of 55 and above. 
And Ben, do we have maybe a difference in, in confidence when it comes to geography? Because, again, not every country is in the same position right now. Obviously, here in Australia, we're probably more fortunate than maybe, say, in the US, given the strength of our economy. So is that reflected in the numbers? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And there's obviously some idiosyncrasies in there as well. Um, but yeah, clearly some countries not as confident as others. Uh, you know, the Dutch are the most confident in their investments. 70, 77% are confident. Uh, whereas if you go to Denmark, if you go to Poland, uh, they're a lot less confident. And, and Italy, um, you know, the sort of weak link in Europe, um, at least in financial market terms, um, you know, only 52% are, are confident. So definitely these sort of very big um, geographic differences coming through. Yeah. And, and, and if we sort of move into the key drivers leading into this sort of decline in investing in, in quarter three, what, what, what did we find from this survey? So we're definitely seeing changing priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over two in five of those surveys, so over 40 percent uh, have cut the amount that they invest uh, in recent months. Uh, this has been led by younger investors, been led by female investors. Um, and the biggest reason for that, you know, why are they freeing up uh, these funds? Uh, the biggest reason is to pay household bills. So this is really to deal with the cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one is to build up emergency cash reserves. Um, Interesting, though, though, you know, you, you scratch the surface of the data a little bit. One in four, so 20, uh, you know, 5 percent um, are, you know, building up cash to invest back into the markets as soon as they sort of see uh, better opportunities. So, you know, they haven't given up on markets. They're just you know, reloading, if you like, for uh, to take advantage of, um, you know, better opportunities they see coming. Yeah, it just sounds like retail investors are being smart, right? Um, still continuing to invest where they where they can, but also understanding that you know there is a bit of a you know a, a bit of difficulty in in the economic situation right now. So it's good to see that investors are um, you know using their their heads when it comes to investing right now. Um, so if we move on, if we talk about a, a section of the report which is called the the turning defensive section. Um, it isn't unusual, I guess, to see a rise in investors holding cash in, in obviously turbulent and unpredictable times. But have we seen an increase in this behavior over the last quarter? So you're absolutely right, right? I mean, what we're seeing is really just a natural reaction to these sort of weaker and more volatile markets. Uh, and also, frankly, a response to, you know, the now sort of much higher levels of, of interest rates that are available to, to, to investors and savers. So those holding cash you know, the ultimate defensive asset um, has basically doubled, right, from 26% to 46% in the past year. And so cash is now the second most popular asset class of all after uh, domestic equities. Uh, commodities have also, you know, continued to gain popularity. Um, you know, it's that classic sort of inflation hedge sort of asset class and obviously inflation worries still, um, you know, still very much with us today. Other than those increasing sort of the cash holdings what else have you seen that really sort of sticks out for you from this report so, so investors you know naturally becoming a little bit more uh, sort of risk averse uh, they're mm. cutting back exposure to those sectors that are maybe most exposed to these sort of rising recession risks uh, uh, that we're seeing around the world so trimming back industrials uh, consumer discretionary financials um, but we're also seeing investors sort of looking for opportunities uh, in this sell-off we've seen you know Small increases in exposure to currencies, which is one of the best performers uh, in the in the last quarter, uh, but also to crypto, which was also you know surprisingly some people also you know very very resilient last quarter after its um, you know dramatic sell off in the first half of the year. 
Well, yeah, it leads us into an, the next sort of subjects where we talk about sort of resilience and we think about resilience. And I think from the findings, looking at the report, it's sort of showing that retail investors are sort of prepared to, to ride out the storm. Ben, is, is that what we're thinking? And, and what is the breakdown of how long investors are looking to hold their positions? Yeah, this is really fascinating. So two thirds of DIY or retail investors say that they hold their investment for years, if not decades, uh, and only 3% say that they're holding their investments for days. And this really goes against, you know, much of the myths that are out there on, on sort of DIY investors. Um, and to your point, also sort of really explains the resilience uh, that we're seeing of, uh, you know, DIY investors in these sort of difficult, difficult market conditions we're seeing today. And is there difference with, with, with geography for that? Is there sort of any outliers or is it all, you know, quite consistent across the board? And, and I guess following on from that, you know, also... What are the motivators for retail investors? Is there any, anything interesting with those findings? Yeah, so I guess, you know, investors holding for sort of years or decades makes even more sense mm. when you see, you know, why they're investing in the first place. Um, you know, the biggest reason is to provide long-term financial security. Uh, and the second is to fund retirement. And so that's really given that's a long-term view. They're not in here for the short haul. Um, there are obviously differences uh, in time horizon, sort of by geography, uh, you know, the French and the Danes have the longest investment view, you know, 70 over 70 you percent, know, again, holding for years or decades. Uh, whereas the short term investors, for whatever reason, seem to be uh, seem to be in Poland or uh, and uh, and Holland. Interesting. Perfect. Well, look, I think we've pretty much covered most of it there. Um, we've absolutely blitzed through it. I love it. But the final part, we want to summarize it all. So, Ben, give us five key numbers. Well, me and Sam are going to put 90 seconds on the timer for you. Good luck. The mic is yours. Summarize away. So 64%. That's the number of retail investors that are confident about their investments today. So it's still a pretty good number. Uh, 41%. That's the number of investors that invested less money in Q3. So becoming a little bit more cautious and, and favoring those uh, uh, because of the cost of living crisis. 27%. That's the number of retail investors that now have currency exposure. So again, one of these asset classes that people sort of be nibbling at, trying to take opportunities in. 46%. That's the number of retail investors that now hold cash. So nearly double what they held last year, either becoming more defensive or getting ready to uh, uh, buy into markets in the fourth quarter. And then finally, 63%. That's the number of retail investors that are thinking uh, in the very long term. So, year, so years, if not, uh, if not decades. It's Amazing. Fantastic. And if I press stop now, 55 seconds, which funnily enough, is literally how long it took Arsenal to score their first goal. Is the, is the sixth number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, look, I, I mean, we absolutely blitzed through that. And actually some really, really interesting findings. I'll make sure in the uh, the bio of the podcast where people are, you scroll down and you're on Spotify or on YouTube, uh, a link to to that report uh, to, to check it out. But it gets more and more interesting, especially as the sort of quarters go by, just to see how things move on and on and on. So, yeah, fascinating. Um, uh, ben, I believe you are off to, to speak to Bloomberg in a bit. What have they, what have they got you talking about? Uh, I think I'm going to be putting the boot in on um, all the mess in the UK. Unfortunately, it's a fairly easy thing to do these days. 
Yeah, I mean, Josh's decision to go Australia seems like the the right one at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it rains a lot, but um, yeah, at least I'm here, I guess. So. Yeah, you definitely took our weather over there. We had one of the best yeah. summers we've had. I don't know. Is he got his, is he got his variable rate housing mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll we'll wrap it there for today. It's been been a pleasure. And I look forward to this again in, in, in three months, which will fly by just like the rest of this year has. Uh, as usual, everything available on the Toro Academy podcast guides, videos, blogs, you name it. It's there. Josh, Ben, thank you very much. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. You've been listening to Digest and Invest from eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com. <laughs>